0: to the lymphoma talks podcast a podcast created by cmu bateman competition team students the bateman case study competition is put on by prsa it's for public relations students giving them an opportunity to apply their classroom education and internship experience to create and implement a full public relations campaign for a client each year this year's 2022 client is the lymphoma research foundation i'm your host for this episode jessica johnson For our final guest, we have Josh Kahn, a CMU student himself who has been impacted by lymphoma. So Josh, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Just tell our listeners a little like about your age, school, grade, hometown.
1: I am Joshua Kahn. I'm 20 years old and a junior here at Central Michigan University. I'm from Wixom, Michigan.
0: So as a college student, all right, like let's say you get sick. What do you do? What are Um, your
1: steps? First thing I typically do is Google my symptoms. That is normally the first thing I do, and if I really feel that bad, I will go. I have gone to Faust Hall, which is on campus. Normally, I don't really get that sick, so I don't. Lucky you. (laughs) I just Google the symptoms and find out like what medicine will help me, and I go to cvs run up to cvs and i'll buy whatever medication over-the-counter medication will be most helpful Mm -hmm. but if i'm really sick like over winter break i was really sick i normally would go see a doctor and see what they have to say about it if it's really that bad and it's been bothering me for like a long time but yeah normally i'll just google it do the research myself, mm-hmm. find out I'll tell my parents or whatever, and they'll research too.
0: Do you look at what source you're going to? yeah, okay,
1: yeah, yeah. I'll typically like do a pretty deep dive and like look on multiple like medical websites. I normally go to u of m's website mm-hmm. that's where I find out like what medication to take, what those symptoms most commonly mean, and stuff like that
0: mm-hmm. so. Say you were looking up your symptoms and one of, like, the possible illnesses was lymphoma. Would you take that, like, recommendation seriously?
1: Not normally, no. Because normally when you Google symptoms on the internet, it'll pull up, like, worst-case scenario. Normally, it's, like, a different type of cancer with, Mm -hmm. like, with every symptom. So I typically don't unless, obviously, the illness is that bad where I feel like I have to go to a doctor, like... I wouldn't use Google to prescribe that or any extreme disease, anything like that. I wouldn't be using the internet to figure out if I have that or not.
0: So, like you said, like, when you're looking at the list of possibilities for your symptoms, you don't automatically think, like, oh, I have lymphoma. I feel like that's pretty common for college kids. Like, we tend to, like, ignore the serious signs unless, for some reason, our primary care doctor or some sort of medical professional outside, like, outside of everything we're looking at on Google tells us so. I feel like that's, like, pretty common, right? Yeah, However, like lymphoma symptoms are deceivingly common. So besides like swollen lymph nodes, (laughs) which is like kind of the main thing, there are a lot of symptoms that are really common, like fever or unexplained weight loss, sweating and chills, lack of energy or like itching. Like these are things that I feel like are pretty common. Even myself, like I have a cold right now. Some of those things I like can check off, but like I would never be like, oh, it's lymphoma. It is pretty like shocking to hear like all oh, those like small things could signify such a big deal. Yeah. But notoriously, like as a college kid, I feel like we have bigger things to worry about. If that like sounds selfish, I don't
1: It's not selfish because it's more of like at our young age you don't really have to worry about that.
0: You don't think you have to worry about it. You
1: don't it. think you have to worry about it, yeah.
0: But I feel like a huge part of at least, like, our college careers overshadows some of, like, the more, like, serious illnesses has been COVID. Like, I, any time now that people get sick, our number one fear is, oh, it's COVID and not, oh, it's something more serious. Like, I should really get that checked out. It's kind of more like, okay, I'll get a COVID test. If it's negative, then I'm
1: fine. I feel that way, too. Like, most people will go get COVID tested, and if they're negative, they'll just go back to their daily lives when really... They should look into it more. If it's not COVID, what is it then?
0: Right, exactly. Like, (laughs) I mean, I keep going back to this because I am sick right now. Yeah. But like, oh, it wasn't COVID. Talked to my doctor. Turns out it was a sinus infection, which still isn't like a huge deal, but you treat it differently than you would COVID. Like, there's just different ways to go about every single illness or disease and something like lymphoma is obviously going to be very differently treated than a common cold. So... You have had, like, these connections to lymphoma. Do you want to, like, talk about that a little more and share your story?
1: Yeah, so I've had two people in my family diagnosed with lymphoma. Um, I had my great-grandma back when I was in third grade. She was diagnosed, and pretty quickly it took over, and she passed away by the end of that school year. So it was pretty quick that it kind of just took over her body, and she was gone just like that. But she was also 85 years old, and... Um, very unhealthy. She was extremely unhealthy up to that point. And another person in my family, my great uncle, um, also had it my freshman year of high school. He got diagnosed and actually he went through chemotherapy, made a full recovery, they thought. And then they found out because it was lymphoma and it was cancer in his lymph nodes, that cancer then spread throughout his entire body. And he ended up passing away shortly after they found out about that. It was really hard, and like at the time like i didn't re- I didn't understand it at all. like I was just told they had something going on in their neck. And that was gonna
0: be my next question was how I guess, as like someone so young as a kid, were you exposed and explained to?
1: I was always just told my grandma, she had really swollen lymph nodes, or my great grandma, she had really swollen lymph nodes for like a year and a half prior to her actually being diagnosed. Could you see it? You could see it. Okay. That was always like, my parents always just said, oh, her, she's just got a swollen neck because she's old, like it's just mm-hmm. swelling up. Come to find out it was cancer. And, like, it can sometimes just be, like, a lump on your neck. It's not always lymphoma because I know my mom has had a big lump on her neck for the past two years, I think. And she got checked out. She's had it checked out multiple times, and it's not not cancerous at all. It's just she has a tumor on her neck. So it just goes to show, like, even the very specific symptoms of lymphoma can also just not be anything at all.
0: Right, yeah. It is very deceiving. And like you said with your great uncle, because even though he went through chemotherapy, but it had already spread too. So even you could get rid of like that kind of main thing that people associate with lymphoma and it could still hang around, which is.
1: Yeah, like he didn't have. He recovered from the lymphoma, but then he ended up having lung cancer and a bunch of different other types of cancer because it spread throughout his whole body. And that's what makes lymphoma so deadly is the fact that it's in your lymph nodes and it has access to your entire body so like it's very easy for it to spread and it's just a very horrible disease.
0: While you're sharing how did watching people in your family and people you love what was that like as a kid watching people go through that?
1: With my great grandma it wasn't very hard because I was so young like I didn't really realize what was going on until I'm pretty sure like week before like i didn't even think she was anything was wrong until Mm -hmm. then and then with my uncle it was really hard because we i knew about it from the start that he had it and then we were seeing him all the time like he had been very distant up to that point then he was coming around a lot and it was just really tough to like see him because he was such a he was a great guy and it was really tough to just see him going through that he was always like a big fat He was the big fat uncle and seeing him slowly get turned into this frail skinny old man like was really tough for me and my cousins and my whole family but knowing about that it really like kind of opened my eyes about the disease and just how it can affect a person
0: yeah so we kind of touched on this before but while all these things were going on were you ever like oh this could happen to me
1: while they were going on no not at all because back then i was even healthier than i am now i was a young kid like i had no i've had no major health issues like come up other than like injuries but now i think about it as like it's a possible thing that could come up in my future like as an adult it's definitely something to look out for knowing that it is a genetic disease and it can be passed through your family, like it's not just like, oh, this person in my family had it, that's it. It's in your genes that it's very high probability if someone in your family had it that you could get it. It's definitely something I'm looking out for in my future and even right now.
0: So just besides you having a genetic connection to this disease, gonna be real, college kids, we are notorious for kind of getting into alcohol and like getting into smoking or particularly vaping like around our age and that has like now started to come out that that has an effect on your susceptibility to lymphoma like weakened immune systems and whatnot. Was that the case in your family? Is that something you're worried about today? Like kind of elaborate on that.
1: I believe that smoking had a major part in both of them getting lymphoma because my great-grandma was very heavy smoker her entire life until right after I was born, she stopped. And then my uncle, he was also a very heavy smoker until the day he died. And he was also a very big midnight snacker he would wake up in the middle of the night and eat and then go right back to bed which if you know it's a major cause of acid reflux which can then cause diseases like throat cancer lymphoma and other cancers in that region where that would be affected by acid reflux so i feel like smoking and Just an unhealthy lifestyle had a really big part to play in both of them getting lymphoma. So
0: as a college student, where we're kind of like the stereotype is, like we don't live healthy lifestyles. Yeah. We're usually not super rich. Like We don't have all this money to spend on getting gym memberships all the time and eating healthy. Like how do you as a college student kind of like cope with that fact that this could be a potential outcome?
1: I'd just say like, Trying to avoid making things a habit is, like, the biggest thing for me. Like, once you get out of college, you want to get away from that lifestyle, basically. Like, don't want to be eating the cheapest foods like most (laughs) college kids are. Like, you want to start taking care of yourself. In my opinion, like, that's what I want to do. I just want to be as healthy as I can out of college because I want to be able to experience stuff. I feel like most college kids are like that. Most people I know that have graduated immediately got way healthier after college once they got a job that paid them like a living wage where they can actually afford to buy like healthier groceries and get a gym membership and just be able to have like a consistent schedule where they can go to the gym and be healthy every day. Like day. I'd say that's just one of the most important things for college kids is just getting healthy after you're done with college.
0: So, shockingly enough, young adults and teens are actually really susceptible to lymphoma. So, each year, roughly 70,000 adolescents and young adults ages 15 to 39 are diagnosed with cancer, lymphoma being the most common type of blood cancer they're diagnosed with. So although it's probably more realistic for college kids post-grad to get healthy, now like hearing that statistic and knowing what could potentially contribute to a lymphoma diagnosis, do you think it's important for college kids to kind of start thinking about a healthy lifestyle now?
1: Yeah, like as healthy of a lifestyle as you can afford. Get the healthiest groceries you can. Don't be eating out all the time. Um, Try and get a gym membership. Like here at CMU, there's a Planet Fitness that's $10 a month. Or there's the
0: student activity center that's free with our student cards.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and there's also like if you live in the dorms, there's the smaller little gyms in the dorms where you can either go do some cardio or there's some weights that you can work out with if you want to work out with weights. So there's a lot of options for you to have a healthier lifestyle as a college kid. And I feel like a lot of college kids don't take advantage of that and they should start to.
0: Right. I feel like there's definitely a lot of programs, at least around our campus, that encourage that healthy lifestyle, whether it's just, like, stuff around the residence halls talking about, like, a healthier diet or, like you said, like, the gyms. I think that's important, but I feel like another, like, major important aspect is, like, kind of living that, like, college lifestyle, like, in moderation, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, I-, I feel like it's definitely, like, heavily promoted, as oh it's just what college kids do but especially in today's day and age it's so important to be thinking about your health as early as possible
1: yeah and you should prioritize prioritize your health over partying and I feel like a big thing that people don't do is prioritize their health nowadays even adults outside of college like that is the main thing you should be prioritizing like if your body starts to fail that's it. Right. Your body is your number one thing you should be taking care of. Everything else comes second to that. So I feel like that's a major thing is just people need to begin prioritizing.
0: Yeah, especially because serious diseases like lymphoma are more likely to happen when you're unhealthy and your immune system's compromised and I feel like we've learned a lot more about that with COVID and learning about how immunocompromised people are more susceptible to things like COVID, are more susceptible to things like lymphoma. So I feel like it's becoming more of a thing,
1: especially Americans and students. I mean, the example I was thinking of was the dining halls. All you saw every day was the pizza being gone and no other food was really like... People would get other food, but the unhealthiest food was the first food that was getting taken up by most people, and it just goes to show how, like, most college kids are not prioritizing their health.
0: Like, even when presented with a healthier option, yeah, there's still, like, kind of that tendency to go for... The
1: most convenient. The
0: most convenient. The, like, best tasting. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, I remember, even I, 100% one of those kids, I would, every day, I would wait in the pizza line and get pizza that would be a meal for me like Mm -hmm. that would be my lunch or something Mm -hmm. and there were so many better options that I wish I had tried but because I was um so naive at the time like I didn't even think to try any of those other options.
0: So why do you feel like CMU students or young adults in general should care to educate themselves about lymphoma It's more common than we think in our age group, but it's still something that seems so far away from affecting us. So I guess why, in your opinion, going through things with your family and being a CMU student yourself, why should we care, basically?
1: It's very hard, like, even if you survive, and even, like, it's got a high survival rate. But the chemotherapy and the treatments you have to go through take a major toll on your body. Even if you recover, if you get lymphoma and recover, it's going to change your entire life. And it's just something you don't want to go through, especially after going through college and you have this great education. You have so many opportunities ahead of you. You don't want to have to worry about that. I'd say just doing your best to prevent yourself from getting lymphoma is the best thing you can do as a college kid. And just as any any person
0: Mm. and i mean i know we also talked about this but when you get sick as a college kid we tend to google our symptoms and so the lymphoma research foundation or lymphoma.org pretty pretty straightforward their website is just full of resources and information about lymphoma, or more specifically, about lymphoma in young adults. Would you recommend CMU students going to that website if they need to find resources for themselves or for others?
1: Yeah, 100%. I feel like knowing is half the battle. So doing as much research as you can, even if you're not being affected by it now, it'll come in handy if you do have to face an issue like that in your life, like you'll already have the knowledge, you won't have to go and do the research. And it's just very helpful to just know stuff like that. Know what to look out for, know how to keep yourself healthier. And if you know what to look out for and you know how to take care of your body, it's less of a worry than someone for someone who's a smoker and eats fast food every day.
0: Yeah, I would say, like you said, like that's a great quote, like knowing is half the battle. When you can look out for symptoms and know where to find resources and help, for you or like a loved one, it would be helpful to know what to expect almost, to read other stories of survivors and kind of have that community as well as an educational tool. The Lymphoma Research Foundation does a great way at providing these types of things and I mean, I would personally recommend seeing students to check it out.
1: Basically, just kind of learn.
0: Like, learn as much as you can. Learn
1: as much as you can about the topic because it's a huge issue. And it's, like Jesse said, one of the most common types of blood diseases in the world. So I'd just say it's a very important thing to learn about and educate yourself on. And yeah.
0: Yeah. I would say in closing, although we don't like to think about it because it's not a fun topic to think about. Right now, there are more things we need to care about other than COVID. I mean, COVID is definitely still very prevalent and still should be a concern of ours. But diseases such as lymphoma are major as well. Yeah. And just because we don't think we can get it or we're too young doesn't mean it doesn't exist.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: Well, thank you, Josh for feeling comfortable enough to share your story with us and talking about why CMU students should care about such an important topic.
1: Thank you for having me on. I am happy to talk about this topic. It's, uh, it means a lot to me and I just want to help inform people about lymphoma and things that have affected me. So it meant a lot to be on and thank you.
0: Thank you.